Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So the reason... Being like Jesus Christ is difficult for any of us. It's because I have the old sinful nature still in me this morning. So do you. Now, it doesn't have to rule. God doesn't want it to rule. But until I get to heaven, I have this battle inside. Do it God's way or do it my way. And actually doing it my way is doing it Satan's way. There's only two kingdoms. If you're not yet a Christian, real Christian, there really isn't a battle in you because you're already serving Satan. The Bible illustrates to us several times that our salvation involves a completely new life through rebirth. Best understood through the picture of baptism, our old self is dead and buried while the new self is risen in Christ. So then why do we still struggle with a sinful nature? In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark teaches us about the war between two kingdoms that's taking place. In our study, we learn that although this struggle still exists, we no longer have to submit to our old sinful nature. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part one of his message entitled, You Are Different. Thanks. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 5. Have you ever tried to accomplish something that was very difficult? Yes, we have. In our teaching this morning, well, Jesus gives us four difficult practical examples of how to live like a Christian. To be honest, these are some of the in fact, I said to my wife this week, and I said to Pastor Carl when I talked to him yesterday, man, pray for me. This is a hard teaching. To me personally, these four sayings from Jesus are some of the most difficult you will ever hear. They're going to be a challenge to you. They're going to be a challenge to me. Now, the reason they're a challenge to us is because, well, the natural thing to do is always to do the easy thing. But the easy thing very often is not the right thing. Let's talk about the spiritual things that Jesus wants us to do. Take a look at this first overhead. When you were created, just like Camden, as a baby, as a child, at my granddaughter last night, when we were created, we were created with a sinful nature. My nature inside me wants to please me. Doesn't want to please anyone else. Doesn't want, I, I want to get. I don't want to give. I want me to be in attention. I want my rights to be taken care of. And I want to handle myself. I'm not really interested in you. I'm not really interested in God. My sinful nature, that, a sinful nature, just sinful nature. It, it just focuses on me. 
We know that because Paul says in Galatians 5, 16 and 17, so I advise you to live according to your new life in the Holy Spirit. So my old sinful nature can be changed by a new life. Well, how does that happen? Well, that's called salvation. That's called born again. That's called being a Christian. That's when Jesus Christ comes to live. But what happens with the old nature when Jesus Christ comes in? It stays there. And you're going to see in a moment, there's still a battle. Notice, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. In other words, paying attention to yourself, listening to you, focusing on you. The old sinful nature loves to do evil, which is just opposite totally opposite from what the Holy Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite from what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. And your, here's the key word, the defining word, your choices are never free from this conflict. So the reason being like Jesus Christ is difficult for any of us is because I have the old sinful nature still in me this morning. So do you. Now, it doesn't have to rule. God doesn't want it to rule. But until I get to heaven, I have this battle inside. Do it God's way or do it my way. And actually doing it my way is doing it Satan's way. There's only two kingdoms. If you're not yet a Christian, real Christian, there really isn't a battle in you because you're already serving Satan. I know that's a shock to you, but that's what the Bible teaches us. You're deceived into thinking you're good enough. As I said to you before, well, how will you, if you were that crazy train wreck on Thursday, how will you get to heaven? By being good enough? Never. And so here in the scriptures, Jesus is going to talk to us today. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you four points, but three words I want you to focus on. And you're going to see these on the, on the overhead, and we're going to say them together. Here's the three words. Difficult, different, and dynamic. Let's say them together. Difficult, different, and dynamic. That's the three words we're going to focus on this morning. What Jesus is going to teach us, well, it's very difficult. Can't do them on your own. Impossible. If we do them, they're going to make us very different than the world, people with their natural desires and their sinful nature. But it leads to a life that's incredibly dynamic, full of life, and full excitement, even though it's very difficult. Now, when we ask Jesus Christ to come into our lives, to be born again, to be this Christian, God does come in, and if we'll allow him our choice, he will overrule that old sinful nature and allow us to be different and to be dynamic. What does that look like? How does that work? Well, take a look at Galatians 5. 22 through 26. But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, not like a robot, but we work with God, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. What will our life look like? Love, joy, and peace, and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, those who belong to Jesus Christ, those who are real Christians, they have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross, to his cross, and crucified them there. So now, if you're living now by the Holy Spirit, in other words, if you're a Christian and God lives in you, just follow the Holy Spirit in every part of your life. That's what the Sermon on the Mount is all about. Remember, Jesus is talking about this battle in us to be different. Jesus says to the people who are watching him, and the people who are watching him are the religious leaders in dead religion, 
and people that are not yet Christians, and then a few of his disciples. And what he says to them is, I want you to be different. I don't want you to be like these religious leaders who are in dead religion. They're into rules, they're into regulation, they're into ritual, but nothing's changing. In fact, they're hypocrites. Do you know this morning in the United States and all over the world, there's millions of people meeting in churches and they're into religion. They don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They would, if they died on Thursday, they would never go to heaven. They think they will because they've come to church. You see, they come to church and they have a time ticket. And actually in, in their possession, they come in and, and as if they clocked in for church. And that's all they do. They did their deal. And they're trying to find a church where the shortest services, because you clock in, you can clock out pretty quick. And they're done. So many of the churches have a half-hour service, beginning to end. But we done. done. I'm religious. I'm going to heaven. No, you're not. It's not about going to church. So then some of you end up coming here. And you've been here a few times. And you go like, hey, I'm way better off here. Why? Because like this is an hour and a half service. That's equal three times going to church normal stuff. <laughs> and I come every three weeks. Well, welcome this morning. How are you? No, it's not into that. So Jesus says, I don't want you to be like these religious people where there's no joy. And I certainly don't want you to be like the unbeliever. Well, here's the statement you want to write. Jesus says, if you're going to follow me, you're going to be different. Now remember, different is not weird. It's different. You're going to be different. You're to act and be and think like Jesus or like God. Now, with that, we begin our first four. So we have these words, difficult, different, and dynamic. We begin our four teachings. And let me just say this. The four teachings start with the easy one, and they get harder. So after you get through the easy one, you go, did we get the hard one out of the way? No, we got the easy one out of the way. They're going to get more difficult, but we're going to enjoy it together. Number one, Jesus says, Speak the truth instead of lies. Jesus says, I want you to be different. Look at Matthew 5, verse 33. Now, remember, this dialogue is with the religious leaders. And what Jesus is going to say, you've heard, him, you've heard your religious leaders say this, but I tell you the real truth. In other words, I'm going to clarify it. So there's this tension always there. Verse 33. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but keep the oaths that you have made to the Lord. But I tell you, in other words, here's the real truth. Well, do not swear or take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it's the city of the great king. And do not swear or take an oath by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Now, we'd have to change that verse a little bit today. What was Jesus talking about here? He was saying to these religious leaders, scribes and Pharisees, they knew that God said in the Old Testament, if if you take an oath by the name of God, you better always keep it. In other words, if God's part of that oath deal, you better make sure when you swear by it, that you 100% of the time keep it true. So they began to manipulate that. Now, these religious leaders, they would use an oath 
to prove or affirm what they were about to say was true. We have it like today. You go into a courtroom today, still today, amazing, and they may put your hand on the Bible, and what are they going to ask you to say? Go ahead, tell me. I swear to... And nothing but the truth, so help me, God. Now, why do I have to do that on a Bible? Why do I need the Bible? Because of the world we live in. See, so Jesus says, you don't have to do that. Now, we'll talk in a moment, not not about the court deal. Does this validate your mouth? No, this should validate what you're about to say. So what would the Jews do? Well, look at this. The Jewish leaders knew this verse from Leviticus. Look at Leviticus right here, 19.12. Leviticus 19.12 says, Do not swear falsely by my name, and so profane the name of your Lord God. I am the Lord. In other words, don't you dare use my name in your oath and then not keep it. So the name of God was so holy in those days, the Jews wouldn't even pronounce it. So what would they do? Well, they'd do this. They would never swear by Yahweh or Jehovah. They would swear by heaven or by earth or by the city of Jerusalem or by their head. But Jesus says, well, wait a minute. By doing that, you're twisting the truth on purpose. You're deceitful. You're hypocrites. Do you know that swearing by heaven, earth, Jerusalem is binding? Why is it binding? Because God made them all. God made heaven, God made the earth, it's his footstool. God made Jerusalem, God made your head. He says, well, when you kind of divert and go around the, and you're trying to say to the people, well, this is really true because I'm swearing by Jerusalem. It's like swearing by God, but it isn't because if I don't really keep it, then it's not a problem. Jesus says, no, 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 no. Here's what Jesus says. Don't even make an oath. Forget it. Don't even, don't even use an oath. Don't swear at all. Oaths are totally unnecessary. Now, let me just clarify this. This doesn't forbid us taking an oath in a court of law, for instance, today. Why? Jesus himself took an oath before the high priest. Paul also used an oath to call God as his witness later on. Verse 37 tells us the meaning. He says, don't take an oath. You don't need to swear by something. Look at verse 37. First word I want you to circle in verse 30 in your Bible is this. Simply. Look at me for a moment. Can anybody remember here in this group, in the old days when you could leave your front door open, no threat at all, didn't matter. We're a long way from that. We got every kind of alarm system, you know, we got a Rottweiler and we got everything. Whole different world. Anybody remember when you might have entered into a contract with somebody and all you did was shake a hand? Well, what have we done today? We got to go today for the lawyer. And they give you this kind of paper. Those of you that are on the computers a lot like I am, you know, you have all these things you sign up for. It says, do you agree or disagree to this? And you look at this thing, and there's 22 pages that say yes. <laughs> Don't you? You have no clue what that said. It probably just said, you owe me a million dollars. Yes, I do, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to take time to read that stupid thing. I want the free program, whatever. But see... Jesus says, cut it out. Whoa, would, that, would, would there be any difference if we, well, let's read the verse. How, how simple does he want to make it? Look at it, verse 37. Simply let your yes be yes 
And you're no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Whoa. What is he talking about? We're supposed to be people of Christian, people of honesty and integrity. We're supposed to always tell the truth. My yes should simply be yes. It doesn't have yes, but in it. It doesn't have some manipulation in the background with the word yes. Now, would our world be any different today if everybody just did yes or no and meant it? Would it be any different? Wow. Wow. That's why Jesus called it simply. Now, notice he says, if you manipulate your yes and no, if you have an ulterior motive and you're not really telling the truth, if you kind of say the truth but it really isn't the truth but you infer that it is, where does that come from? He says, the evil one. Well, who's the evil one? Evil one, Satan. Watch this. The Bible says, God is a God who cannot lie. He's truth. John 8 says, Satan is the father of lying. Hmm, there's the battle. Do you see it? You say, well, Pastor Mark, I do really good in this. A lot of people don't. Now, there are no perfect people. Is there anybody in this room perfect this morning? Let me see your hand. You're lying. None of us are perfect. Sometimes we shade the truth. We exaggerate, don't we? We say things we don't really mean. We have to be very careful with that. Some of you husbands this week really struggled. Your wife said, how does that dress look at, on me? <laughs> okay. I look thinner, don't I? <laughs> Careful. Sometimes just don't say anything. <laughs> well, when you think about all these things, I read this week, FEMA is asking for millions and millions of dollars back from people in Florida because they filed a claim saying that they had no coverage or this was their primary residence. They had duplicate. What do you think the chances of that money coming back to FEMA? You see, the world we live in goes, I don't care. I'm, as long as I'm taken care of, I'll lie to do whatever I need on an application anywhere else. But Jesus says, forget the oath, forget the swearing by God. Just simply make your yes a yes and your no a no. Here's the next thing to write down. For the Christian, yes has only one meaning. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that yes? has one meaning. It's not diversive. It's not hidden. It doesn't have an agenda. And no only has one meaning. And I just want to say to you guys this morning in this church, thank you so much for being people who are truthful. You are different. This is a wonderful church. By and large, we're truthful people. Our yes is yes and our no is no. And and you're used to that and, and you're known for that. You see, when this is what Jesus is trying to say, if we'll be known as yes people and no people, you can take my word. If I say I'm going to be there, I'll be there. Or I'll call you and tell you why I can't be there. That's a yes person. Things always happen to us, but if I tell you I'm going to be there, I'll be there. If I can't, I'll call you. That's a yes person. A yes person is not somebody that says, I'll be there and never show. Sign up for this and never come. 
No, you're lying. You've just said you will be there. Jesus says, make it very simple. So you guys are incredible. You're yes people. I will be there. I won't be there. I'll do this. I won't do that. Now, see, that makes us, number one, different from the world. And eventually the world goes, wow. Now, let me show you how these four things, just with this first one very simply this morning, really apply to us physically. If I've told a lie, I have trouble sleeping at night because I'm afraid someday that's going to be discovered. Do you know what I mean? Does anybody know what I mean here? We all know. And that's why we have to go, go, go to the person and confess. So if you're living a lie this morning, you don't sleep well because you're afraid you're going to get caught. See, this simple lifestyle that Jesus is going to give us is like, just what you see is who I am. That's who I am. Now, I'm not perfect, and I blow it, but my goal is to just tell the truth. And then I can just sleep at night. You see, I have this soft pillow because I'm telling the truth. So thanks for being truthful people. Number two, forgive and let go instead of seeking revenge. Jesus says in verse 38, he's going to talk about forgiving. He's going to talk big time about revenge. He says, you have heard that it was said, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Now, this was an Old Testament law. It had nothing to do with the individual. It was about civil justice. It involved a command to punish and a limitation on punishment. In other words, an eye for eye, tooth for tooth, the penalty should always fit the crime. It wouldn't be too harsh. It wouldn't be too lax. It was not a guide for personal revenge, but civil justice. So the Old Testament said in the civil cases, it's eye for eye and tooth for tooth. Now look at verse 39. But I tell you, talking it as an individual now, do not resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Is that hard? This is one of the most misunderstood verses in all the Bible. I need a volunteer this morning. (laughs) Here's Balmer's translation. If someone smacks and beats your brains out on the right side, if you're a Christian and still alive, you turn the other side to him and go, have at it again. Is that what Jesus is saying? This has nothing to do with being physically attacked. Pastor Mark, I'm a Christian. Right to heaven, that's what God wants. No, that's not what he wants. So this has to do, just write in your Bible, it's very important you do this, just write the word personal insult. That's what this is about. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark discussed the tensions between the spirit within us and the sinful nature of man. In our study, we learned that although we've been born again in Christ, our sinful nature still causes us to struggle in our daily lives. Although this is the reality we currently face, Pastor Mark reminded us that in Christ, we're no longer slaves to our former self. Maybe you're listening right now, and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
there's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach us the struggle of pride and selfishness that each of us deals with. In our study, Pastor Mark will reflect on specific verses that many have found to be controversial, confusing, or simply misleading. We'll learn that rather than being distracted by surface-level interpretations, Christ desires for us to focus on the heart. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Yeah.